Welcome to RMGPC. If you are a returning listener, welcome back. If this is your first time to RMGPC, again, uh, welcome and thank you for choosing us for your listening pleasure. Let me tell you a little bit about what we do here. We are a Dungeons and Dragons podcast unlike any other D&D podcast. There is no long, drawn-out campaign here. We are creating random PCs that have fleshed-out backstories. We are all about, all about, the storytelling and the role-playing aspects of the game. My name is Nathan, and this is my co-host, Jake. What up? How's it going? You hear that? I don't know if, you can, I don't know if that's coming through. I'm sure that's going to come through loud and clear. That was me pouring a drink, because we're oh. celebrating today. What are we celebrating? Uh, we officially are an actual podcast. We have launched, oh. and uh, yeah, it's a big deal. I'm scared right now because I'm opening champagne. Are you really? On my end oh of my the God. world in Michigan, and it's always a stressful time yeah. when you do that. Are you doing it by a computer? Yeah, I've got a rag. That's Ready? A... Oh, see if you hear it. Oh, I heard it. Yeah, I came through. <laughs> I'm also now realizing that as I was trying to get this ASMR level quality of pouring this drink. It's going to sound like you're peeing? No, I poured a lot. Oh. <laughs> I think it's going to sound like you're peeing. Oh, we're European? Are we that classy now? Are you circumcised? What? I don't know if that has to do with anything. <laughs> I'm sorry. We haven't even cheers and drank yet. Here. Cheers to my webcam. Yeah, podcast. Clink. All right, this is all great audio content. So, (laughs) (laughs) Jake is drinking whiskey at noon, and I am drinking champagne (laughs) at 3 p.m. It is a Saturday. Yeah, that's fair. Um, And it's quarantine. There's still rules. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We are just, I mean, I feel like we have to tell people, tell the good people that have been listening to us, um... Where to find us. Yes. Because we're lost. We're lost out there <laughs> in the podcast world. And we need to be found and reviewed and rated yeah. so that we can come into the light. Yeah, I mean, it feels like forever ago that we started doing this. And the thing is, like, we started recording these these episodes to, to just to figure out what we were doing. And now that we... So we, where we put them live, to answer your not, you know, softballed question to me at all, Nathan, uh, is that we're, we're now finally live on iTunes. Uh, the Apple Podcast app on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcast, apparently also Overcast, which is a thing I learned about today. Um, that is, yeah, just a thing. Um, so if you're, you know, if that's where you like to listen to podcasts or wherever you decide to, you know, find your audio entertainment, that's <laughs> currently where we live. But I'm assuming by this point, since what, this is episode 11 that we're actually Yeah, this will be episode now? 11. That's where they're already listening to us. They've already found us in some way, shape, or form. Um, but yeah, we have come a long way since the very first episode. <laughs> yes, we have come so far. Um, I am so proud of us. I feel like we get better every single time we do this, and... I look forward to it every week. I hope you do. Um, if anyone up until this point has listened to all 11 of our episodes, you can officially call ourselves yourself our number one fan, <laughs> and we love you. Your wife doesn't count. Your wife doesn't count as that, though, does it? Or can she still be oh, our dude, number my one wife, fan? Uh, you know, not to... Oh, we can, I'm trying to find a delicate way to say this, but our, my wife is absolutely only going to listen to the beginning and the end. 
<laughs> she does not care about the nerdiness that is creating the D&D character, but she will absolutely listen to us be idiots. Okay. Well, that's just the normal times when we hang out. So <laughs> Yeah. But, yeah, no, I mean, I, I would be interested, if you've made it this far, and this is, like I said, you've listened to all these episodes so far, let us know on our social media. <laughs> um, yeah. It would be awesome, awesome to see that, because, I mean, we're, we're going to keep doing this, and we're having fun with this, and we've, yeah. we've, we've fine-tuned our fun, is what we've done here, <laughs> and I feel like... Uh, I we are a well-oiled podcast machine. <laughs> Occasionally, though, the oil does get like missed on certain links and certain uh kind of spews all over the place still and we're still figuring yeah i mean the bike is the the machine is now officially just moving it's actually moving before we were just banging on it a bunch and now it's at least rolling forward yeah i agree so Um, so yeah let's uh, also shit i was gonna say something but i forgot it's probably gonna be a lot of that this time because who knows how much of the champagne i'm gonna drink this should just be called our drunk episode by myself (laughs) I'm all alone. No, we're doing. We're connected virtually. Virtual connection is real connection in the age of 2020. It is. Um, okay. All right. That's correct. Are we ready to get into the why everyone is here? Oh, this? I know what I was going to do. I was going to ask you a question. Oh, okay. What was your question? You know, I like that you remembered the activity we're going to do, but not <laughs> the actual content of the activity. <laughs> um. I was just going to ask you what that have we done so far um, that you're the most proud of, and maybe I guess oh, to make it more of a specific question, who's your favorite character thus far? <laughs> okay, yes, that's that's probably a better. That's way. a better question. Um, shit, I don't know. I know I've uh, there's been a few times I'm like, this is a character I would be excited to play, um, yeah. and I feel like every week there's been a little interesting tidbit about about the character that's been kind of fun. Um, to think about, I think I still really liked Maurice, and I like the I, I like characters that have secrets and like lies and like layers to them. Like, mm-hmm. and and I, I think that's the the one thing Maurice had like kind of in in spades, right? He's got the whole like he's uh, for anyone that didn't listen to it doesn't remember that episode. He was the bard we made that was a changeling that was having to run because. He used to work for the royal family and then got outed and got somebody arrested because they were trying to use him. And so now he was trying to find a new gig and he was pretending to be a human when he was used yep. to be a tiefling before. So, like, I just, I like that layer of complexity, like, of having different You like onions. Yeah, and like ogres. Shrek. Yeah, yeah, where you can just peel it back slowly. So, yeah. Onions have layers. Uh, let me mirror- also, that is episode, that is. Uh, yeah. We are naming all of our episodes based off of our characters, um, but that is also episode three for anyone. If you have not listened to that, uh, Jake is saying that his favorite character is Maurice from episode three. That is correct. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure there's other other characters as well. Just off the top of my head, that was my go-to. I'm assuming you have an answer to this since you posed this question. Yeah, um, I do, and I'm torn. Oh, you're torn. I was just going to say it was Dro. I just thought you really liked Dro. I do love Dro, but I also really appreciate Old Man Omog. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if it's because of the name. I love that <laughs> Old Man Omog just comes off, rolls off the tongue. But I do like Dro a lot as well. I put a lot of uh, TLC into creating Dro, and I could, I think, I think I'm going to dub Dro my favorite because he's the one that I would. If someone asked me right now, hey, we're starting a new campaign, bring a character. I'm like, all right, here we go. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's, that's kind of how I am too. I, w- I would have liked to play played Maurice, 
<clears throat> I would like to play Maurice as the as the character I would currently go into because he, he's he's different than most characters I've I've usually played. Um, that and I feel like if if I tried to play Grunter in a campaign with people that don't at least have a certain level of tolerance for me as a person, already, oh my god, they would kick me out. They'd be like, "Nope, get out yeah. of here. <laughs> You're not playing yep. this Smeagol ass bullshit." <laughs> I, uh, yeah, they'd have to have. I'd have to increase my tolerance for you to deal with the whole campaign. Because, I mean, one session, like t- you sit down and play D&D, and that is very common to last four hours. Yeah, it can. You know, in, yeah. in one sit-down mm-hmm. a night. You know, four hours a week, or maybe if you play bi-weekly. But I feel like every single time you sit down, the precedent is almost four hours. And it's just four hours of you going, <laughs> shiny. <laughs> shine, shine. Give me shine, shine. To be, also, I love the RP from that episode. Yeah. <laughs> it's still good time, good fun. <laughs> I think I think when we the weirder we make it, it makes it easier for us to just throw caution to the wind, <laughs> and so we can just kind of dive into it. Um, yeah, I think that was the the one of the ones where I was like, "This is just gonna be weird." <laughs> it was weird. <laughs> it felt it was good though. Quality. All right. Well, I'm excited. Um. All right. Nice. Well. I, I think do you wanted to jump in. Do you want to jump into the weirdness of that will be this week? Yeah, I think that's uh... as we can con- continue to consume alcohol and inhibit our yep. inhibitors. Yep. I mean, I'll see you in an hour from now. <laughs> see, see how we're <laughs> uh, All right. Yeah. So let's get into this week's character. Let's do it. All right. So. <clears throat> I'm bringing the characteristics to the table this week. Wait, I thought I was bringing things to the table this week. I'm just kidding. It's you. You're drunk. Go home. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, And how I did that was I kind of looked and I originally was like, oh, I'm going to bring a human to the table because I feel like we haven't made a human. But then I looked back through all of our stuff. I think that's wrong. It is wrong. It was wrong. That's why I didn't do it. Because we did make (laughs) one. Uh, Sir from Siren Song was a human. And I was like, oh, Oh, okay. So I wanted wanted to bring in a new race that we hadn't done yet. And so I went just with Elf. Because it's a pretty common and well-known race in D&D. As well as people that don't play D&D know usually what, like, Legolas from Lord of the Rings or, you know, an elf. Who's Legolas? Shut up. Um, no, no, kind of what an elf is and what they're supposed to look like. Um, and this isn't a half elf. I wanted to go full blown, just like straight up elf. Um, Damn, straight up elf. That's some straight up. They elf. live forever, don't they? They do. Or yeah. is that just Lord of the Rings lore? No, no, they they don't really start mat- like. I think their peak maturity is three hundred years. Damn. Let me click on this. Um, so yeah, so I I decided I wanted to go with elf, and then I thought we can kind of roll on because I've I've. DM'd for an elf before, and I'd like had like done some research on them. They have a few different uh, um, subsets of like within their race that, that okay. you can choose. And I ended up when I was looking through them, there's one I hadn't heard of before. I don't know if it's new or if I just missed it. Um, <clears throat> and I decided I didn't want to roll on them anymore. I wanted to go just with that subset, and it's called uh, El Eladrin. Is that how you would pronounce that? I would call that Eladrin. Eladrin. Um, side effects include nausea, <laughs> sleeplessness, <laughs> and in rare cases, death. Yes, but what it does do is it does help with boringness of a DM D and D campaign. So, <laughs> this the, why why I was drawn to this one is because it looks like they took the high elf uh, subclass, which is like meaning an elf directly from like the Feywild, and you are a little bit more connected, like. 
you're a little bit more whimsical and uh, usually okay. uh, have exposure to uh, uh, the Feywild more directly to you because all elves have lineage to the Feywild. High elves are usually just more, I don't know, newer. Pure blood? Sure. Um, <clears throat> but Elder Elderin was interesting because within it, Apparently, they're affected by the season they were born in or the season it currently is. And so that allows you to kind of sway their personality a bunch. And so this is currently, I still think, Unearthed Arcana and so playtest material, but it looks super fun in that there are different personality traits and flaws dependent upon the season. That, okay. That, and so when I was kind of reading, it, it looks like you can change it per long rest you can essentially change what season you are feeling their emotions are tied to these seasons and if they're yes. mad they're summer if they're more calm it's uh, uh autumn if they're kind of if they're depressed, depressed it's, it's winter. winter so it's, it's literally like seasonal depression in a way of like being able to like go through these different ebbs oh my and god flows. hashtag too real <laughs> but like so i thought that was really cool and i thought being able to roll on all of these would be interesting and what, all of them. So okay, this is where this is where I'll, I'll pump the brakes. Um, I don't want to roll on each one of these. I think what I would like to do is because there was some something I read where it's like you don't have to change your season. You know, every time you essentially, I think it says you can change it after every long rest because you also get like a spell, like a, a cantrip that comes along with the emotional season you currently are. Yeah, that's but, what I read as well. But what I would like to do with it is say that they are just strictly affected by the one season that they were born in, and we okay. can figure out what that season is, and then we can just go with a personality trait and a flaw from that season that affects okay. their overall character. <clears throat> and maybe, and again, depending how we figure out the rest of what the story is, maybe they're trying to figure out themselves, and through that we'll unlock the ability to be able to switch between these seasons, right? Okay. Um, so it could be, uh, again, it's a, a long-term goal for the character. Um, gotcha. Which could be fun to play with, and depending how your DM wants to allow you to do that. Yeah, it could be fun. Um, and also, when I looked up art so for these types of characters, <laughs> there were some really interesting takes on the, how the season affects what they look like. And so, there was some that, like, the winter ones were more blue, and the fall ones, you know, were a little bit more, like, colored like the leaves of fall, and summer was very bright and orange, and, like, <clears throat> it affected their, their kind of their skin tone as well as their hair, and, like... They still have the typical elf characteristics in that they're, you know, kind of gaunt and very slim. Um, Rounded ears, round faces. Nope. Nope. Oh. (laughs) Nope. Very, very pointy eared. Um, (laughs) About the same size of humans, you know, ranging anywhere from the high five feet to high six feet tall. Um, And yeah, but like it was interesting to see how people were interpreting how these seasons also affected the character. So what they look like. So yeah, so that 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 just intrigued me, and so that's what I chose for the race. After now spending way too long explaining that, <laughs> and then God damn it, yeah. And then the next thing is I wanted to bring in. Uh, I didn't necessarily go into it wanting it to be an ideal, but I wanted to bring one of the like characteristics that like a personality trait, a bond, a flaw, or something to this. So I went to just like a a, a generator and just tried to combine all the different characteristics from the different backgrounds just to find one I kind of liked. And the one that I ended up uh, 
going with was <clears throat> an, an ideal that is aspiration. And it says, I'm determined to make something of myself. So it's just okay. kind of generic in, in, in a sense. Um, and I think we can actually have a, another ideal still, still from the background as well um, and just have two ideals. We've had two personality traits before. We've had two falls before. I don't see any reason we, we can't have two ideals, especially since this ideal is an any ideal because ideal usually ties into the... The uh, alignment. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so this alignment is any. So we can still have another ideal that could potentially uh, come into play. Um, but yeah. So, so sweet. So I w- dude, I want you to tell me about this super riveting name that you came up with. I also decided to take a page from your book and just come up with a name. The name <laughs> I went with is Croyla. Oh, man. That's <laughs> what? That's one. That's amazing. Why? Why is it amazing? Because it's just, it's, dude, even, so looking at it, it's super obvious, but hearing it, <laughs> it is also super obvious. So listeners, take a moment and ask yourselves, <laughs> this character's name is Croyla. Take a moment. What's that remind you of? Shut up. If it's not LaCroix, get the fuck out. <laughs> it was late, and I had to come up with elements, and I had just finished one, and I was like, this sounds like an Elven name. This will be great. I love it. It is. I do think, like, I'm not being sarcastic when I say that's amazing. Because <laughs> it's so it's just so simple. And to specify, I'm sure you'll, you've seen it in the title, but it's spelled C-R-O-I-X apostrophe L-A, because yep. it's Elven. It's amazing. <laughs> All right. I, I, I have this moment. I like to make up fake scenarios in my brains. I'm sure most humans do. <laughs> where I have this moment where, like, you're, you've been playing with a bunch of people for a long time. You're maybe, like, three months into a campaign, and all of a sudden, like, the person who smokes weed while they play just all of a sudden looks at you and goes, LaCroix? <laughs> and it's like, and it just, they like, finally connect the dots. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> And see, what, what they also can do is inform us is this could be a very bubbly character, right? Oh, but um, <laughs> um <clears throat> Yeah, so that's, that was what I brought. I brought an ideal and the race and the name. Um, and then I was kind of also going into the things I wanted to randomize within this. And I know we've only, I think the only other time we randomized the background was with Maurice. And that's when we got Jester for him. And yeah, backgrounds are scary, dude. They for are. For me personally, I'm going to interject and say that randomizing backgrounds is tough because i think they're like the main they're the engine of what makes the character in my opinion like drive that bitch so like randomizing that it's it's a it's a scary leap to take it's a leap of faith it is and it, it also part of why i think it's scary is that it's not always we don't always have access to those backgrounds there's a lot of different backgrounds that are either homebrewed or made up online that people are, are kind of adding characteristics to. But the ones like from the books, unless you own the books per se through you know, D&D Beyond or something else, you don't always get access to all of those stats. So what I did was I wanted to randomize it, but I was also afraid of a few things potentially not working out live. Um, so instead of... Yeah, that, like what if you got Sadistic Assassin? That's Remember fine. we read that shit like last week? That shit's... Hashtag dark. We would have to have a trigger warning before that episode. If we ever go down the sadistic <laughs> assassin route, there is no happiness there. there it is it there is, is dark. There's no light. It's probably damp. It's, it, oh, it's, most certainly it's damp. There's it's moist. It's very moist also. <laughs> sorry moist. for everyone that hates that word. It, Not sorry. I would say that's moist people. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> sorry. God, you're the worst. I we're, quit. We're off the rails. 
Anyways, so what I did was, I also, there were so many of them, I didn't want to count out all of the numbers live, like roll a D100 and then have to like count through which one it was. So I rolled yeah, it. Yeah, thank, thanks for that. Yeah, I rolled it and I brought it in. And, and I'm going to be honest, I didn't read it. I didn't read through the background is. I have it chosen already. And what? I, I, I yep. So this is where this is where the randomness of it comes in because I have no idea what's in it. <laughs> so I what I when I rolled, I rolled on the D and D Beyond actual by the book backgrounds, and I rolled an eighty three, and there's only like eighty five of them, so that was good. And <clears throat> I don't know how to pronounce this either. So Uthgart. <laughs> is it Uthgart? Okay, so that's my guess. The background I got is Uthgart tribe member. And let's uh, let's see what that what that consists of because <laughs> I didn't read it and I have no idea. Yeah, you want me, to, you want me to try to hit you with that? Sure. Yeah, give me give me the spark notes of it. Yeah. So the very first paragraph uh, is just though you though you might have only recently arrived in civilized lands, you are no stranger to the values of cooperation and group effort when striving for supremacy. You learned these principles and much more as a member of an Uthgard tribe. Um, so then, I mean, that's just verbatim. And then reading through here, uh, your people have always tried to hold on to the old ways. Tradition and taboo have been kept strong while other kingdoms have collapsed. Last few generations, people have tried to settle among themselves, make peace, even build towns. Um, perhaps this is why the Uthgar chose to raise up totems among people as living embodiments of his power. Cause, so you, you okay. So, I, so you worship Uthgard. Yeah, I'm saying, so I'm just looking up who Uthgard is, and it's uh, Uthgard was a vast group of human human barbarians of the North, united in their common worship of the chieftain hero deity Uthgard. Uh, the eleven tribes each, uh, yeah. So they're 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 animal totems that would worship this god of Uthgard. Okay, each of the beasts were. Conquered by Uthgar, but well, okay, so it's it's a very naturistic thing. It seems like it's usually humans and barbarians, um, but all right, okay. So we'll have to figure out how a a elf of the Feywild kind of fits into this, um, but that'll be uh, that'll be interesting. All right, cool. So within that background, um, now looking through it, it looks like they're proficient in athletics and survival. So I'm just good at being in the outdoors um blah 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 so here's a feature through this section detail though this section details Uthgard's specifically either it or the outlander background can be used for the characters whose origins lies with one of the other barbarian tribes of Faerun okay so it doesn't necessarily have to be directly of it's just a barbarian tribe like thing yeah um, yeah, I feel like there's a lot here to unpack with this, yeah. but I feel like we should just sum it up as a barbarian tribe. Yeah, it sounds like you were just a member of a barbarian tribe. It looks like, though, what I like is if you go under feature as well, there's the tribes and their territory. Oh my god, dude, you can be a brony. I was saying, you see the sky pony? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so just for, the, for everyone else, there's different animals that you can worship as totems, and one of them is sky pony. <laughs> so... Um, there's, That's amazing. There's a lot here, though, and each one has a different thing that kind of goes with it. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. There's eleven. Um, why don't we each roll a d12 and see which ones we get and see which one we kind of like? Okay, we can do so, that. Because now, and, now uh, we're in the randomized section. So the background was the first thing I wanted to randomize, and so now let's figure out what the feature is uh, within that, and that that'll help us kind of figure out what this tribe really was about. I think, I think you're right though. It is just, it was in some way, shape or form a barbarian tribe, but they worshiped an animal of some sort. And so right now we're going to figure out what that animal was. 
Let's do it. Have you rolled yet? Uh, I have not. Have you? Yes. That was me rolling. I, say, I just heard you roll. It's a lie. <laughs> uh, what'd you get? I got a four. Okay, well, that is... Oh, I almost got Sky Pony. God damn you it. You got Tree Ghost instead. Read us Tree Ghost. Ooh, that's sweet. So Tree Ghost... Should I read it like a tree? What? <laughs> Should I read it like a tree? Uh, no, I heard you. I just don't understand what those words mean in that order. <laughs> I'll show you. You ready? I don't think I am. In the depths of the high forest stands the grandfather tree. The ancestral mound of the tree ghost tribe. I feel like I'm Dory speaking whale. <laughs> well, you, I mean, you've committed at this point. It's going to take too long. It's like four sentences. Okay. okay. So the... So, in the depths of the high forest stands the grandfather tree, the ancestral mound of the tree ghost tribe. The tree ghosts split off from the blue bears long ago. Is this fucking okay. that Nickelodeon show? The blue bears? Yeah. Oh, wait, no. Are you talking about Avatar? Yeah, Legends, of, Legends of the Hidden Temple. Legends of the... <laughs> no. Silver monkeys, blue bears. No. Blue bears they all but disappeared. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just going off. It's fine. They all but disappeared into the forest, although occasional reports reach civilization that they are still alive and sometimes can be seen clustered around the grandfather tree. Okay, so tree ghost, you worship a grandfather tree. Yeah, okay. Summary. <clears throat> okay. Uh, I rolled an eight, uh, which is Thunder Beast. Um, I'm not going Ooh, to read Thunder it. Beast, Thunder Beast. Oh. Sure, I would say I'm not going to read it like Thunder or like a beast. Um, <clears throat> the Thunder Beast tribe has not been heard from in several years. When the Thunder Beast made their animal pilgrimage... To Morgers Mound, Mor Morgars, Morgers, Mor Morgers, 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 Morgers. Mound. Okay, so they went to a mound in the Neverwinter Wood. They found their holy site desecrated. Soon thereafter, their chieftain took them back into the depths of the high forest, and they have not emerged since. Okay, so either way, I I think I like the grandfather tree thing, the tree ghost. Okay, so that he's he's more. Very naturey, which kind of lines up with the fey, feyness of it. That does. I agree. It's cool. Okay, so he worships their the, the, his Uthgar tribe that he is from worships worships the tree ghost. Yes. Um. All right. Cool. Um. Uh, and then what it says is for the other background stuff is to use Outlander. Um. So yeah. So we're we gonna do that. Yes. Good Outlander. Yes, we are. Um, but before we do that, th there are other things I wanted to randomize, and okay. I think now nah, let's let's just finish off the, the the things that all come with this background first. Um, so worships tree ghost, and then for Outlander, there is another feature which is called origin, which is means uh, you've been to a strange you've been to strange places, you've seen things others cannot begin to fathom. Consider some of the distant lands you visited and how they impacted you. Roll on the table below to determine uh, your occupation during your time in the wild. So essentially, be what was what was this person's job within the tribe is what I'm imagining. Um, Dude, yeah. I want you to roll trapper. You know why? I don't. Because it's a killer in Dead by Daylight, the trapper. <laughs> I don't. I don't play Dead by Daylight. I know you don't. It's okay. I bet you I'd be surprised if one of our listeners does. It's a very small community. <laughs> okay. Um, D10? It's a D10. So I'm going to roll a D10. 
That's a, that's a D10. All right. Uh, let's see what I get. I got a seven. Pilgrim. Ooh, nice. Pilgrim. You're not from around here, Pilgrim, right? Isn't that a, what is the, <laughs> what is the saying? So. Is that a line? I don't, it's, it, there's something from Clint Eastwood about Pilgrim. I I'm sure there's. A, I'm, I'm, I'm sure there is. I don't, I don't know. Um, so what does that mean then? So that they were sent out to find? Were they essentially like a scout? Is that like a fancy name to? Like, what does the term pilgrim mean to Webster? They created Thanksgiving. Oh, okay. So that's that's what he did for the tribe. He went out, landed in a land where other people already lived. Decided, nope, this is ours now. Also, you have to thank us. I love how you, you responded to me saying that with the most sincerity I've ever heard. You're like, oh. Um, the actual definition of pilgrim is a person who journeys to a sacred place for religious reasons. So this person was sent out into the world to find something to do with the, the, the tree, right? Yeah. Or, or at some point that was their job and that was their great um, and now let's go to the other characteristics. So let's. I just rolled the feature. You uh, you roll a d8 for the personality trait. Got it. This is my d8, right? It's eight, the highest number. Yes, it is. One, two, three, three. Okay, what's three? I once. Oh wow, Forrest Gump. I once ran 25 miles without stopping to warn my clan of an approaching orc herd. Herd horde. I'd do it again if I had to. Okay. So that that's good to know. They're in shape. Yeah, or just determined. Yeah. I mean, I've watched you run and throw up on yourself without missing a beat. We don't so. have to go into that. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm, I just like I just like punishing myself. It's different. <laughs> mm. True story. Okay. High school football. Look it up. Look, what? What? Watch Friday Night Lights. It was like that, except for we lost all the games. Every single one. <laughs> our coaches were like, guys, we were in the game until the last play. Good job. It's a W in our book. It's like, nope, still an L. Still, still a loss, coach. Dude, yeah. I feel like you're made- Our corner is five feet tall, and that wide receiver is six, six. Like, we weren't going to win that game. It's at points like this where I'm like, you know, the only people that are listening to our first episodes are people that know us. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yes, very determined. Likes to run. And we'll do things for the tribe. Um, and then we're going to add in another ideal here, which is I think it'll be the first time we're going to have two ideals for a character. I don't think it should really like break anything. I think it should be fine. It's just another facet of the character. <clears throat> yeah, I don't think it should. I think it should be fine as well. So just to remind everyone, the first ideal is what they're they're going to aspire. To, it's aspiration that they they yep. will become something. If you're determined to make something of yourself, that's what it is. And I mean, hey, with the running, yeah, there you go. I rolled a two, which is greater good. It is each person's responsibility to make the most happiness for the whole tribe. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Usually when you have the term greater good, it's not actually aligned with good. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is usually like, ooh, that's a... Yeah, I bet, I bet Thanos thinks he was doing stuff for the greater good. I mean, he was. Um, actually, I guarantee you thought that. <laughs> it, was, it was for the greater good. It wasn't that he thought it. Hashtag Team Fuck Thanos. Fuck you. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I think it's hashtag... I did not see that coming. I think it was, isn't it hashtag Thanos did nothing wrong? Isn't that what it was? <laughs> um, I don't know. There was, there was a small part of the internet that thought that. Uh, okay, you roll Bond for us. All right, I'm rolling Bond. That's a D6. Yep. 
Ooh, there's some good meaty stuff here. Alright. Just... Two. I rolled a two, which says, An injury to the unspoiled wilderness of my home is an injury to me. Sounds very elven. It sounds... Alright, Avatar. <laughs> Pocahontas. <laughs> Calm down. Let me just take your oil. God, you're not using it. It's yeah. just there. Calm down, Fern Gully. <laughs> Underrated movie. Uh, sure. I, I remember watching it as a kid. But I Underrated. Don't, I don't remember... It, like it's glossed over. My name is Batty. <laughs> That's all I remember from his song. I wish people could have seen the expression that you went along with it. It was great. Maybe we should start recording our bodies. What? <laughs> our faces. Yeah, but the phrasing of that. Out of maybe we should start recording our bodies. I'm pretty sure is how. Nope, we're not going there. Find us on OnlyFans.com. <laughs> exactly what i was thinking so um all right flaw rolling flaw this episode's gonna take forever it is i'm not sorry about it i rolled a two so we have another two which is oh i wish it was one that'd be perfect nope there's no room for caution in the in a life lived to the fullest this person sounds well that's fun like they'd be fun at parties like if you need if if there's a beer run this guy's going this guy is gonna sprint his ass off to the store for the tribe for the greater good to get bring back Two kegs. <laughs> and Two full kegs. Yeah, on one under each arm. <clears throat> okay, cool. So that is everything to do within the background of this character. And now there are two other things I would like to roll on um, as well. And these are a little different, I guess. So I found an interesting site that has character background hooks. And they have a hundred different ones. And... I think it'd be interesting, instead of trying to figure out what the motivation of this person is currently, we roll on it and have that help us inform what where he's currently at in, in his overall life story. So, okay. I am also going to roll on the motivation of this character, which I know is a first, and I don't know how this is going to work, but we're going to figure it out. So, I'm rolling a D100, and I want to roll this one because it's the first time we're doing it, and I know it's your turn, but I don't care. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Fucking roll it up, dude. I rolled a... We're not talking about drugs, either. <laughs> I rolled a 57. I'm glad we clarified, because this is a family podcast. Um... I mean, it's not, but... <laughs> I rolled a 57, which... Uh, okay, so 57 is... Uh... Ooh. Breed a strain of hunting companion, canine, feline, avian, etc., that rivals that of anything in the land. So... So this this individual is trying to breed an animal or like is some sort of animal trainer or in some way, shape or form trying to make the ultimate beast. Oh dude, do I have to sing Avenged Sevenfold again? Which which one? Backcountry? Yeah. A man that makes a beast of himself gets rid of the pain of being he a man. Who makes a beast of himself? It's rid of the pain of being a man. That's going to sound so bad, yeah, us do, that's fine. doing that at the same time. You know what, Matt Shadows, if you got a problem with it, all of our social links will Fight be in the show. <laughs> Anyways, um, okay, interesting, interesting, to, but this fits, this motivation actually already fits in with a lot of what we have, and this being such a nature-driven character that is out in the wilderness. Okay. Okay. Can you copy it into our document so I, I can read it because I wasn't listening to you? Wow. Wow. <laughs> I was cleaning up the document. That's fair. I'm making a mess over here. 
Um, there it is. Motivation. 57. Um, Ooh. Yeah. Okay. And then one last thing. One last thing I want to roll on before we get into stats is an item. I like red adding in a random freaking item. Um, I like that you did it last week with the, the letter. So I'm going to have a random trinket. It's not going to be a magic item. It's just going to be something. Um, I'm rolling. Uh, you roll a d10 for me. I have a list up in front of me that I can see different random trinkets. You roll the d10, and I'll tell you what it correlates with. Okay. Let me find my d10. I found it. Wow, that was so... Like the an- anticipation of whether you would find that dice or not had me on the edge of my seat. I rolled a six. Six. Six is a jade pawn engraved with a strange symbol. Ooh. Did it come from the master tree? It's jade. <laughs> J- so? Jade's a stone. So, And it's not master tree. It's yeah. the grandfather tree. Well, I feel like in uh, Legends of Zelda Ocarina of Time, the the master, the old tree, gave you a green emblem that required that helped you travel through time. Listen, we all have different areas of nerddom, and you're that that's one that I I only played the like really like I didn't play that. I don't know what you're referring to. The internet. I'm really can be sorry married. for you. I I've I. I'm not mad at you. I'm sorry for you. Oh, that makes me feel worse. <laughs> well, you've missed out on. Never mind. Okay, I'm going to say it. You've missed out. You've missed out on a game that is ninety percent uh, of the time mentioned on a top ten greatest game of all time list. Yeah, it feels like I'm just ocarina out of time. No, that was that was bad. Nope. Yeah, we can cut that. We can right, Lloyd. Nope. Lloyd. We're keeping your bad dad joke. No, Lloyd. <laughs> Please. Help me. Listeners, We're if this drowning. Is, listeners, if this is still here, it is against my wishes. <laughs> um, All right, let's move. Let's move along, move along. That's the song. Oh, sorry. <laughs> what? That's it. I just found something. <laughs> I was on a hike with a friend, and we were talking about All American Rejects, and I couldn't remember the song that went to the music video of the lead singer of that song just standing there and his face just singing and all the backgrounds always changing. And I, and I, cause I went... And it was move. It's move along. You're welcome. Wow, that was like two weeks ago. There's like a weight <laughs> off my shoulders that I didn't even know was there. Um, cool. Now I feel I feel obligated to tell a story. When I was okay, so real quick, when I was hiking the huge ass mountains in Saint Lucia on my honeymoon, wow, which flex, made bro. me want to die. Weird flex. What? Weird flex. Sorry, it was two hours up and two hours down, so four hours of hiking, and I also wanted to put an asterisk next to hiking, and when you go to the bottom of the page, it was mountain climbing. <laughs> I was not hiking. And for some reason, the entire time, in my brain, I was going, I would walk 500 miles, and I would walk 500 more. For four hours, that song kept me moving my feet. <laughs> it's, it's weirdly motivational. And you know what? I don't think is a sidebar at all because I think that's exactly what our character, what Croyla was singing while he was running. How far was it? Twenty-five miles to that's to save his tribe. Okay, so we perfect have, segue. So we have rolled on all of the different features and motivations and everything. So let's figure out the stats because the last part and the last thing we want to get to is the third tier of discovered elements. And I've decided this week I want class to be a discovered element again, so that we interesting. Can. So. Once we roll on the stats, this is going to be kind of min-maxing-esque, but I want the stats to actually make sense to the class this week. So Okay, that's fine. So let's see what we get for those. And then I already have some I'm kind of leaning towards with this um, that I, I think would kind of work. 
Uh, as far okay, as let's just bang them out. Class goes, but yes. Yeah. So uh, you rolled last, so I will roll this time for the d6s. I will strength first, and we're going to get rid of the high, lowest number. We're going to get rid of the lowest okay. number. Okay, lowest number. Let's see how broken this character is. I rolled a 1, a 3, a 2, and a 6. So, it's not great. Um, 9, it's 11. Okay, I'm going to roll dex. Quick. 46. Get rid of the lowest? Yes. So I rolled a 1, a 5, a 6, and a 2. Get rid of the 1. 5 plus 6 is 11. Plus 2 is 13. Alright. And then I'm Constitution. Constitution. Ooh, this is also bad. I rolled a 5, 4, 3, 1. So it's 9 plus 3 is 12. That's not bad. All right, I'm going to roll intelligence. All right. See how many books this guy's read. Uh, I rolled a 2, a 2, a 6, and a 4. 12. So get rid of one of those 2s. That's 2 plus 4 is 6, plus 6 is 12 again. All right, wisdom. I rolled a 5, 5, 2, 1. So 12 again. Oh, my goodness. Charisma. 12, I hope. <laughs> I rolled a 6, a 4, a 4, and a 3. 14. So that's 14. Yeah. Charismatic. He is very charismatic. Okay, and then also this is a pretty just like well-rounded character. It's, it's yeah, it's pretty. It's 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 nice. It's not it's not too broken. Um, all right, so I want to look though. I, I think elves get something added on to their intelligence. I believe. Um, so let me just check that. Dexterity goes up by two. Is that it? Um, that's all that I saw. Plus two. I think the Elderon, the... the Elderon race had something else though within it. Oh, that's the last oh. thing. That's the last thing I wanted to roll on was what season this person was born in. Um, okay. You don't want to just use winter. I know you want to. <laughs> Everything else about this character does not say winter. Oh, there it is. Ability score increase is charisma goes up by one for the Elderon. For an okay, Elder charisma goes up by one. Elderon. Elderon is something else. Elderon is something else that I keep. Elderon's the name of one of the elves that's in fucking Lord of the Rings. That's uh, the, uh, the <laughs> guy that plays Mr. Smith and V for Vendetta. Yeah. That guy. Dude, you just. Do you know what you just did? I upset so many people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you said that guy plays Mr. Smith and V for Vendetta. No, he plays you Mr. Took... Smith and V from V for Vendetta. Oh, I did not hear no, the and no, V. No, no, no. I <laughs> thought you made a grave mistake. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, dude! Imagine that crossover though—a V for Vendetta Matrix crossover. That would not be as difficult to do as you might think. I mean, none of it would be. You could you could do a crossover with the Matrix and anything because the Matrix isn't real. You're not real. <laughs> the Matrix is the fake fallacy, so you can just go into the Matrix and have it be whatever you want. All right. Well, join us next week on our podcast of breaking <laughs> down how the Matrix fits into every other movie. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so they also get a plus one to their charisma. Um, Done. 15. Okay, so now um, you rolled charisma, correct? I did. Okay, so I'm going to roll what season, and number one will be autumn, two will be winter, three will be spring, four will be summer. I am throwing my d4 into the air, like I just don't care, and I roll the summer solstice, baby. Three, which I think is spring, right? So I said spring. All right, so they are a spring elf. That sucks. Spring is the worst. Wow. I've never met anyone that didn't like... Oh, okay, allergies. I guess if you have allergies, people don't like spring. I don't have allergies. Spring just sucks. What season do you like? Summer. Oh, you're the worst. Midsummer. Um, I enjoy the week and a half we get of fall in Michigan. If fall was like a four-month season, that would be dope. But it's not. It's gone and over so fast, and it just means winter is coming. Easy and I hate there, it. Easy there, Ned. All right. 
Let's. <laughs> but okay, so I'm gonna roll now on the personality traits, the two that come within Spring. So we're giving. There's a lot of traits to this character. Um, so far, I don't yeah, think... we'll do. We'll we'll uh, recap in a moment. Well, I was also gonna say I don't think any of them really contradict yet either. So I think they're. That's kind of. I cool. haven't. Yeah. So yeah. for the additional personality trait for Spring, I'm rolling a D4. Uh, yeah, I'll roll a D4. I'll let you get the flaw. Oh, good, because I really hope I roll a one. Yeah, I saw, I saw what that is. Uh, I rolled a two, which is, so the personality trait is, you do everything with enthusiasm, even the most mundane chores. Again, this fits. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know what that means? You, you, you're hiring animals to help you clean up the house. <laughs> I was saying, you whistle while you work. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, my D4, I'm rolling on the spring flaw. <laughs> I did it. Did you roll a one? I rolled a one. I don't know if I believe you. <laughs> I swear to God, look, I'll show you right now. Lift up that dice tray. Oh, no, you I dropped it. Wow, real, hmm. Do you want me to roll it again? All those conspiracy theorists out there are going to be in that you know, hashtag. Def- no, it's fine. Just take the one. The one's fun. <laughs> nope, I'm going to take, I'm going to do uh, what they say in basketball. You know, ball don't lie. Wait, you're rolling a ball? That's how I rolled it for. It was a one, I swear to God. <laughs> one is you overdrink. I know, that's fine. That's fine. It's fine with it. I'm telling the listeners, I know you know. I always, I always forget we have hundreds of other people that are here with us. This is where we stop being friends. What? No, I'm just kidding. That was so rude. I will remember you. <laughs> I love how we love to sing and neither of us have any singing training. Not at all. I was in a musical once. That's about it. Um, what? I was in a musical once. When? Do you, I'm pretty sure you came and saw it. Was it Annie? Yes, that's a musical. Oh. It's a hard knock life. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. Um, that. That's another personality trait. And then he overdrinks. I hope... So just... I don't I think we've said this before, but just so everyone knows at home, Nathan and I, how to keep this all organized, we have a sheet that we use on Google that we just constantly paste things into. And Nathan is a lot more organized than I am. <laughs> so I hope me just... Which is amazing if, <laughs> if you know either of us. But I'm just going to say, I hope it annoys you that I just randomly throw things in here and none of it's ever formatted. <laughs> It's all just words. It gives me something to do because I feel like I have the least amount of things to do to keep this podcast afloat. So, <laughs> okay, I'm the I'm the, just the arrogant person that shows up and goes, "Here's my voice, edit it together." Okay, okay, all right. <laughs> Let's recap everything we have going on for Croyla. Okay, so do you want me to do that? Because you tend to be remember better at remembering, so I can just be, like bang this out, and you can tell me if I'm wrong. Yes. Okay. So, top tier, the things that were already brought to the table is that Croyla is an elf with an Eladrin background. The ideal is aspiration, which means I am determined to make something of myself. And then that we brought the name Croyla to the table. So then we randomized our second tier of stuff. We have a background of the Uthgart tribe member. We have a feature which which fell under that background of Tree Ghost. Um, we also have a second feature of Pilgrim, and that came from the Outlander background, which the Uthgard background suggested we roll on. <laughs> this is a dream within a dream. Keep going. Keep, yep, yep. The motivation for this character is they want to breed a strain of hunting companion. It can be a canine, a feline, an avian, etc. that rivals that of anything in the land. Um, they are a spring elf with uh, under the Eladrin um, race. Uh, so spring is the main motivator for their personality and all that kind of stuff. 
Um, they do everything with enthusiasm, even the most mundane chores. They overdrink, which is great. <laughs> um, they have an item that we randomized, which is a jade pawn engraved with a strange symbol. Yeah. They have a personality trait, and um, that personality trait is I once ran 25 miles without stopping to warn my clan of an approaching orc horde. I'd do it again if I had to. Ideal is greater good. It is each person's responsibility to make the most happiness for the whole tribe. Bond, an injury to the unspoiled wilderness of my home, is an injury to me. Flaw, there's no room for caution and a life lived to the fullest. And then we have rolled our stats. Uh, strength is 11, dex is 15, con 12, intelligence 12, wisdom 12, charisma 15. You, you nailed it. That was amazing, man. Round of applause. Uh, woo. There it is. Great. Um, okay, so um, the one thing, the last thing I'll add on to that, because we didn't, we didn't call it out, just like what it says for what a spring elf is, it just means it's, it's cheerfulness and unfettered celebration. Uh, marked by the merriment of winter's sorrow passing. So this is the, yes. the general statement of joy. And the, like they're just a very, very happy individual. Um, they live in Michigan. <laughs> winter um, is over. So, yes. Yeah, so that is that is their general state. And again, for the DM and for the character, like this is something that they say you can switch between. Like You, you can rotate the, the different season you are because also within the different seasons there's different spells you can use. And so if that's something you want to use the character, cool. I don't want to get into it here because I think it's fun just to focus on this one main season and have that be the driving character. Yep, um, I agree. So, yes. So now we are down to the final tier, which is where we start connecting all of this with the last few things that tie it all together. So the first thing I think is important for us to figure out is the class. And I agree. When I am kind of just looking at this on paper, this screams Ranger to me, it, 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 okay. which is <laughs> a, a, like a very cliche Elven Ranger is like a, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty well tied together um, class and race. Um, and for those who don't know, Ranger is usually somebody that is like a tracker out in the woods. They're, they're, they're the Legolas-like character with bows and arrows doing things from range, um, can track things. I mean, if you long. want to be really specific, I'm pretty sure Aragon was actually called a Ranger. Yeah, but he was more of a fighter. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't Tolkien connect all this bullshit to D&D? To be f- Muddy. He muddled the waters. Do you not know how D&D came about? What came first, Tolkien or D&D? Tolkien. Oh. D&D is based off Tolkien. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. That wasn't in the movie. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. I'm sorry. I'm just, I am just. I am muddying the waters. You're fine. We're splashing all about. Um, so, yeah. So, for Ranger, it, it kind of just says from the far... Far from the bustle of cities and towns, past the hedges that shelter the most distant farms from the terrors of the wild, amid the dense packed trees of trackless forests across wide and empty plains, rangers keep their unending watch. So they're out there in, in the wild. And they have a subclass that is called Beastmaster, which I think fits very well with the motivation. <clears throat> okay. So, so is that, are we putting a pin in it? Yes. I'm going to say that they are a ranger. Of the Beastmaster uh, uh, subsect, the one thing I good was... because I have no counter argument. <laughs> um, the one thing I was trying to look at is within Ranger. I think these stats will will be all right because. Ba, 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 ba. 
What what is their main attack? I think it's Dex. Oh, you can also choose, I don't know, dog. You can choose a fighting style as well, which is kind of fun. So they could be an archer, they could be close counters, they could be more defense. Like so, yeah, it's kind of like they have some some options as well. They can cast spells. With spells, it's wisdom, and I think this character has. I mean, all of these things are perfectly okay. So it's a twelve, uh, and their dex is a fifteen. So yeah, 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 yeah. Ranger totally makes sense, and then. What now I want to focus on is the Beastmaster part of it. Um, okay. How, uh, what does that bring into play? So you get it, at third level, you get an animal companion. And so this is where it's like, this could be the thing they're trying to breed and or train to be the most fierce, ferocious thing in, in the land. So it's at third level, uh, you, you learn to use your magic to create a powerful bond with a creature of the natural world. Um, okay. And... Yeah, so I think it should be. It would be fun for us to figure out. I don't know if there's like a table, like or of, of like suggested characters. Again, I know in the first campaign of Critical Role, uh, Vex. What what, what 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 podcast? Oh, it's it's. I don't know. It's it's kind of niche. Not many people have really listened to it or supported their Kickstarter or followed their second season or their YouTube channel or their podcast. Really, it's uh, it's called. It's I believe it's Critical Role. Is, yeah, it's like French. It's fancy. Okay. Um, Do they speak French? No, it's all in English, and they're voice actors. But oh, I've never heard of it. Yeah, no, it's it's pretty it's pretty low key. Um, in the first season of it, or first campaign of it, Vex is an Elven Ranger who has a companion that is a bear. Um, who plays Vex? Uh, Laura Bailey, who's the one that is now Jester. Okay, I know who that is. Yeah. Yep, she's also the voice of a lot of things in Wow and. Uh, yeah, different stuff. Anyways, um, so I think what, we should, what would be fun is to figure out what the animal companion is for Krola. Like, what what do we think... So this is where we start, start trying to figure out their backstory, right? So they're a member of this tribe. They're now trying to breed different types of animals. I think it would be fun if it was something that you... you I don't know if it necessarily needs to be... Like, oh, it's like you breed cats or we breed dogs. You know? like, oh, my God. But I'm just saying. <laughs> this is not a crazy cat person. No, but I won't I'm, allow it. What I'm saying is what, what is an animal that you think, because there's blink dogs. There's also mastiffs. There's, there's different types of hound-like creatures we could use. Or we could go with something like, a, I don't know if it suggests a certain level of animal. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't. So, dude, I feel like, I feel like. Oh, here we we go. are surpassing my level of expertise. It's fine. I found a list. It says you normally select your companion from among the following animals. An ape. Sweet. A black bear. A boar. A giant badger. A giant weasel. A mule. A panther. Oh, or a wolf. Okay. Badger. Mushroom. Mushroom. Um, Honey badger don't give a shit. Do we... How many... One, two, three... Four, no, we're deciding on this one. I'm not rolling for anything here. Um... Badgers aren't that graceful, though. I feel like this, like a lot of this person, I see like panther or wolf. Why do you say badger? Pan- because it's goddamn hilarious. <laughs> what What do you think matches the energy of Croyla, though? This high, energetic, like just constantly happy, go, go, go. Um, it might even be a giant weasel. It might be more of a weasel. No, I think I agree with what you're saying. I I do agree that's going to be a more agile creature um, like a panther or a werewolf or wolf whatever werewolf, it said no, just wolf yeah um 
So yeah, I think it's up to you, but I, I, I agree with your thought process thus far. I, so I think Panther looks cooler, but I think Wolf is more like, no, let's go with Panther. Fuck, it's Panther. So, oh, you know what though? The, so my counter argument to Panther is that wolves are typically more pack oriented oriented creatures. And a lot of the uh, stuff that we rolled talks about how much they would support their clan, which is a, another word for pact. Pack with a K. Nope. A no pact. The agreement. Another word for agreement. <laughs> um. Okay. You're... See, I was trying to also not lean into. I fucking love wolves. I do. I just that's. A, I'm here for it. It's always been a thing. I have. Yeah. Um. I wish I had a wolf shirt like all the cool kids that are like tie dye with the different images of the. You know, those are the coolest kits. They are the coolest. It's statistically proven. Um, so, okay, then fine. You've convinced me to go with my favorite animal. Um, You're welcome. See, see what I did there, listeners? That was called Inception. <laughs> I hate you. I'm smarter than that. You and my wife think you can do that bullshit to me. I'm my own man. It's an illusion. Anyways, so we're going with Wolf. Um... Cool. So he's trying to... Croyla is currently then trying to breed a pack of wolves that are far superior to any other pack of wolves than any other animal in, in the land. So he has a wolf companion that we're going to say their name. His name is Croyla. Do we think... I think he found the wolf out on one of his pilgrimages. Because the thing is, he is a pilgrim, right? So that means he is constantly sent out into the wilderness for religious reasons based on the grandfather tree, right? So from yes. this pact, I think he is constantly trying to go and so with the with Uthgar, his whole thing is what? There's these different totems that they worship because they tie into this god of Uthgar. So this grandfather tree is there maybe other trees they're trying to find? as well or maybe maybe there's just the one big tree that kind of connects into the different parts of nature and he he is kind of going out as this warrior to help defend nature and like so they'll get anytime there's like deforestation happening or like a giant fire or something that's happening that's troubling the wild is he do do they get like kind of a sense from that and he is sent out to help so i know i made this joke earlier when we rolled on, on the tree ghost feature but i do kind of envision us pulling some inspiration from avatar okay um so i i do think that the tree ghost i think it could either be a mythical tree that they are looking for or a mythical tree that they have already found and that's like their safe place because if you remember correctly in avatar they have i think it's called the all tree i think i think it's something really fucking nail on the head like that (laughs) um that they go to to, you know, stick their hair into the thing and, you know, whatever the f- they do. I haven't seen Avatar. You have not seen Avatar? I'm not sad about it either. Okay, so I guess I'm educating you and I should say things more <laughs> definitively and I'm asking a question for you to verify my thoughts. <laughs> so I'm 90% positive the, the Avatar people, the blue people, have this tree that they call the All Tree. Yep. And it's kind of, it guides them, it gives them their spiritual energy, they can connect with it um, on a physical level and on a spiritual level, and it, it doesn't exactly predict the future, but it gives them, like, ideas on how things are going to play out. And it, it's their sacred thing, it's what they're trying to protect. 
and the humans are trying to destroy that. So I feel like this tree ghost feature will be they've either they either have that already yeah. and they're trying to protect it and they know where it is or they're looking for it. I, I like the idea that they know where it is already and they're kind of based around it, right? Because okay. th- because then it ties into this idea of the pilgrim. He his, his job within the tribe is to go out and find something else. Like I mean and because I'm trying to figure out, like, what the the wolf pack thing, how that ties into the pilgrimage, right? Where it's like, okay, so if his main motivation is like, is that just a side hobby? Does he just really like wolves? And he's like, I'm going to make the most fierce, ferocious wolves. That could be just, you know, like a side, like, B-plot type thing. But I like that it maybe is tied into, like, the main thing for him. Like, why is that what he wants? Um, I think I think maybe they... So I, I think what you can do one of two things with that trying to train wolves. You can either say that this character sees a wolf and has observed them in the wild and sees how they act with one another and either A, wants his tribe to act that way or B, his tribe already acts that way so therefore he feels a strong connection to them because yeah. it's familiar. Yeah. I think so, I, I, I agree with that, and because I, because I would even say because what happens with the the animal companion thing is he literally has a wolf that follows him around, that is okay. like treated like a friend and like something that's constantly there that he can control and battle and attack with. So, and but it's a it's not like a fey creature or a mystical thing that if it dies it goes away. No, if this thing dies, it dies. So it's like okay. this is like having a dog. This is like he has an actual wolf that I think it, I I like the idea that he was out on a pilgrim once. A pilgrimage once and was attacked by something bigger and larger and was maybe saved by a pack of wolves or something and then like he he had to be nurtured and brought like raised by them in some way so there's one that then followed him that came with him and like he now and that's where it kind of ties into your thing right it's that he saw the connection between oh wow the pack is so strong reminds me of my tribe reminds me of these people in the woods mm-hmm. i want to build that now i want to build an animal version of this that comes with me everywhere i go starting with this one wolf. And so that okay. he's trying to, in a way, keep that going. But it's still, I think, the, the thing that I think we're still missing is what is the pilgrimage that he goes out for then, right? Um, I mean, it can, it can be as simple as the tree ghosts that they have built their community around told him to. That's true. To discover something. Or it could be Ooh. that there are rumors of something coming to destroy the tree ghost yeah, yeah, that he has yeah, yeah. to go seek out and find. I was going to say, well, let's, let's, through that, you brought this idea up originally, right? We have this item, the jade pawn engraved with a strange symbol. Uh-huh. What did you say when I said that was a thing? The tree, you, the tree gave it to him when you saved him. So, yeah. <laughs> so what if in some way, shape, or form, this, this pawn that they, they, they're given, like he needs to go investigate and figure out where this came from or what it means or what the symbol is on it. And fuck it, it came from the tree. It was literally like... Maybe there are other great trees. So maybe, like, so to to lean into the Ocarina of Time joke that I made... Let's do it. They, they saved this tree from an evil giant spider that lived inside of it, because that's verbatim what happens in Ocarina of Time. Sure. <laughs> and then you were grant, they're granted this jade pawn... And there's a symbol associated with it, and maybe there are multiple great trees or tree ghosts that um, are also sick or being taken advantage of by dark magic, and that symbol is associated with a greater evil. I like this. I like this. So, so they have. They, they, there are multiple trees. They go around and they find them. They set up 
uh, a protective, like they leave essentially part of their clan there as this yes. member. And they've been trying to cure all of these trees that are sprinkled throughout the, the wilderness around Podcastria, whatever world you want to put this into. There are big mystical trees that they as a tribe are trying to find. Croyla was given this pawn that they then found at this most recent one where there was some sort of giant spider in the tree that it's a clue. Essentially it wasn't from the tree, but it was left behind. It was left behind by whatever corrupting evil thing put this spider there, put this curse on this tree that essentially killed it and allowed the spider to grow within it. So he's now trying to go and cut off essentially the, this evil at its, at where it's at. So this symbol could be the Royal symbol of some city. It could be the symbol of just some secret mage or wizard that has been, you know, training in magic and trying to like study necromancy and suck the life force from the land for as long as he can and been doing it to these great powerful trees. And so he's trying to just figure it out. And because I mean, like every great evil mastermind plays chess. And so therefore this is a part of their chess set. This is a part of their set that is now missing because when they were going about doing whatever, they set up camp here and it was just left behind, you know, pieces yes. fall apart. So that is their one. So that's clue. the pilgrimage you got sent on then too, yep. right? To find the next, to find clues to the yep. next tree. Well, I think the thing too is I think he's been a pilgrim for a while. Cause the thing with elves yeah. too is like they, they live forever. So he's, he's been out and he knows how to move through the land, move by himself, him and his wolf, who I still want to come up with a name with. Um, I think it's something Elvin as well. It's not. It's not. It's, it has a hyphen or a. Uh, what's Lacroix's best? Uh, what's Lacroix's competitor? <laughs> Bubbly. Um. Nomi. Remember, we drank Nomi. We it's did. a real brand. We did. That's a real thing. Um. No, you know what? I okay. We're we're gonna go off that. My yes and it. It's close to that. I think it's Naomi. I think his wolf. The his wolf's name is Naomi, and it's a girl wolf because there are female. Did it star in King Kong? No, that was their mother that was also named Naomi. Naomi Watts? Yes. (laughs) But no, so this is is a all-white wolf named Naomi with bright, vibrant blue eyes. Um, I love it. And it's a girl wolf, and it follows Croyla around, who is a spring elf, so therefore rather green. And has like kind of a green hue to their their skin, as well as uh, their hair. I think isn't necessarily green. It's almost more of like a, a, what's another like yellow. It's like blonde. It's very very blonde in that like a like a sunflower type yellow to it. So you said light hue, green skin. Yes. And then I'm going to ask you to repeat yourself, so I know it's annoying on a podcast, but I need you to do that. Which part? The appearance, light, light, light hue, green skin. Yep, the screen is a hue of green, very light. Yep, and then the hair is a bright, like gold, like blonde, like a sun. Hair is the bright yellow. Gotcha. Yes. Um. Yes, and then they have Naomi. The. It's so hard to type quietly. I need a better microphone. Donate to us at. Just kidding. <laughs> we should set up a Patreon. <laughs> 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 because I mean what. All, anything we get from this would just go to making this better and you know just, oh god fuck just for everyone at home uh, Nathan <laughs> is still pouring bubbly into a very small flute you know no one's watching you could have drank that from a regular glass but anyways <laughs> I'm not an animal anyways from his very small champagne flute it was overflowing as we're sitting here talking about how people should donate to us literally just privilege just pouring out of the glass <laughs> I need a computer <laughs> Please donate to us. I spilled champagne on my computer. 
jeez. Okay, cool. So we figured out what the Croyla's pilgrimage is. We figured out their animal companion, Naomi. Um, got this. I'm already. I don't know why I'm already attached to Naomi. You should. Be. I think it's the name. There's something about the. I don't know. I'm gonna put that in my back pocket for when I procreate one day. <laughs> I can't believe I just said that out loud. Yeah, no, that's definitely. We're gonna clip that. <laughs> I'm gonna put that in my back pocket. Fucking Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, you know how you earlier said that you like to envision scenarios that play out as like any yes. normal human would? I am now envisioning 20 years from now when you do have a child, their name's Naomi, this episode comes up, <laughs> they listen to it. Yeah. Not everyone. And I'm like, listen, you know why your house, you know why your bedroom's bigger than my first apartment? <laughs> <laughs> because of this. <laughs> to be fair. Check yourself. To be fair, yeah, we're, we're famous in the future apparently, according to your scenario. Um, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. So, what else? What else do we think? Oh, uh, alignment for for this character. I think is chaotic good, right? I mean, I, I don't think they're they're lawful. I mean, maybe they're definitely good. I mean, everything that is so cheery and happy and vibrant about this character says screams good. Um, yes. And usually, these elves are are more chaotic. And I think that's the one last thing I want to try and figure out about their story is how this elf became to be part of this tribe. Um, and I think I have a few ideas, but as far as alignment goes, do you think it makes more sense to be lawful, chaotic, or neutral? I think... I don't know. It's tough. They're, I don't I don't think they're neutral. I, think, I almost think they're going to be lawful, but lawful in the sense of like the rules that their tribe has set up. I think that their tribe is going to have a certain way of doing things, and that's what they're going to stick true to the truest. I don't think they're going to be heavily influenced by societal laws or rules, so I don't want to put them in like a neutral or a, a chaotic, because I don't think they're going to... I think they're going to have an opinion about how things should be done, and it's going to be based on whatever they've learned from their tribe. See, and that's where I'm at too. Is but what I what I'm trying to decide is I think are we potentially confusing the sense of honor with lawfulness, right? Because like they I I, I think it is a little bit more chaotic in the same way of like the same way the Joker is chaotic evil and not lawful evil, right? He has rules per se, but his rules essentially are that he doesn't have any rules. <laughs> At the end, it's just he wants the chaos of it. And I think that's yeah. kind of similar here with Croyla is the, like, he just wants to spread the joy and the goodness of everything and everything to be good. Like, I don't think he's necessarily the type of person that's going to follow. Like, I think even within the tribe, he's probably seen as the crazy one, as the one that'll just do whatever and blah, blah, blah. But like, at the end of the day, is trying to do it for good reasons. And they respect the tribe and they honor what they're doing and they honor all of that. But like, I think it's still a little bit more chaotic and it's a little bit more hectic. And like, they're the one that when you hear a crazy story about somebody doing something like, yeah, that was him. That was definitely Croyla. They were all over the fucking place. Just, you know, bouncing off the walls, whistling while they were doing it the whole time. Um, and so I think, so you think this person's just a little, like their happiness comes from a level of instability. Yes. Yeah. And like, it, it's in, because I don't think they have any respect for actual rules. <laughs> like, as far as the, like, hey, don't stand on the table. It's like, what? Why? Like, it would be great to stand on the table. Like, think about it. You can see so much better from up here. Like, 
you know, okay. Like, I mean, that does make sense. I understand what you're saying, but I don't understand how you've come to that conclusion. Look at fucking everything you do. You do everything with enthusiasm, even the most mundane chores. Um, I once ran yeah, twenty-five that doesn't, that miles. Doesn't, that doesn't mean you're an idiot. You just find. I'm not saying. I, I don't think you have to be an idiot to stand on a table. You're right, but I do think you have to have a certain level of just like. Um, I think you're taking that. What was that? A trait or a, or a personality trait, right? The, the that you just said. The thing I said. I is, do is, everything. The, the spring elf thing. Yes, you do everything with enthusiasm, even the most mundane chores. Okay, so I feel like you're taking that and you're shoving it into the next level. I don't think that like you're gonna jump up on tables and ask for attention. I think you just find a way to enjoy whatever it is that you are doing, and I think that once you make them chaotic. Because I envision chaotic as being like you're just you're rolling with your impulses. So like if you're eating a meal, so let's just say this. Okay, let's let's say this character's eating a meal. You do everything with enthusiasm, even the most even the most mundane chores. You're eating a meal. You're at a bar with your adventuring group or whatever. Does jumping up on a table and eating that meal make it better? No, but you can you can sit down and appreciate and be like, "Mm, this is so good. And it's like you you find the little joys and everything. I think once you jump on that table, you're you're taking it to the extreme. I but then the next uh, uh, ideal though, the greater good one, I would argue, does take it to the extreme. It is each person's responsibility to make the most happiness for the whole tribe. So like, okay, so they're a jokester. Yeah, and that's, is that how you're thinking about it? N- yes, in, in that like they do act on impulse more so than logical thought. Right, and and this as long as they think that impulse is going to make someone happy. Yes, exactly. Um, and 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 then what we can kind of do here is this all can also help us inform the age of this person because we can say you know elves live forever, but their their maturity stops at like like or it slows um, at a certain age. And so maybe the other thing with the fact that this is a spring elf, maybe how we can look at how Croyla changes through his different seasonal things is through his lifetime he is in spring which is the first part of the year usually right spring is the birth of it and it's when it all starts yeah so maybe he is still naive and very young and very like so he is kind of immature in that way and okay. like and, and and so just yeah go ahead. So, so just in my brain i just want to make another real world connection to what i think you're thinking you're envisioning this character as like the class clown yes okay I'm down with that. But the cla- I can get behind that. But the, but, but the class clown <laughs> that, when told to shut up and sit down, is like, all right, fine, sorry. <laughs> like, but it doesn't mean they're not going to yeah. do it again. Like, <laughs> like, it. Does that make sense? Yeah, I feel like the I feel like a chaotic good class clown will say to the teacher, "I'm sorry, it won't happen again." Even though that might be a lie, the chaotic evil class clown is going to be like, "Fuck you," and get sent to the office. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah. 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 Um. Okay, cool. So then, I, don't, I just want to make sure you don't feel like I'm strong-arming you into chaotic good. I feel like this was a good conversation and back and forth. Because I, I was also like, I think it could be lawful good. It just didn't feel right to me. At the end of the day, it's your character. So whatever you We're feel strongly chaotic about. Good, chaotic good. Okay. Chaotic good. Um, and then age. So they, they, I think they usually live to be like 100, 300 is, is how old elves usually end up being but i want to see i think they mature technically at the same rate as humans meaning that like by the time they hit 40 they're considered an adult just then from there on they kind oh of god sleep. you're an adult for like 260 years 
Yeah, I believe so. I want to be a kid for at least 100 if I'm an elf. <laughs> um, so age. Although elves reach physical maturity at the same age as humans, the elven understanding of adulthood goes beyond physical growth to encompass worldly experience. An elf typically claims adulthood around the age of 75. Sorry, so 75. Um, and can live to be 250 years old or older. So... Let's let's say that this person is not quite an adult yet by elven terms. Let's say that they're like 60. Okay. So they're a 60-year-old elf, still not quite mature. Um, yeah, I like that. And then the very last thing um, I think I want to at least clarify and give some thought to is how do you think this individual came to be a part of this tribe? Where do you think... That like how they like because they're from the Feywilds in, in in an extent that's where they're they're most of their natural where their abilities born. and stuff yeah. came from yeah. yeah so now that they're here in the normal realm in Podcastria in, yes in Podcastria uh, in the realm of Podcastria I have an idea I'm just curious if you have any so I guess I have an idea and. Let's just say that maybe the Fae had an expectation for this child of theirs to mature at a greater rate. And he, they did not. So they got exiled from their Fae wild land or plain. And they were still very immature. And they bump into this tribe that's looking for these greater trees. And maybe this character spent some time on their own in the wild. So they learned how to navigate the woods. So they took this person under their wing to try and, and, and bring and reel them in a little bit and train them and be like, you are going to be the person that we send out to scout ahead to find clues for our ultimate goal. Um, so that's, how I envision this character got involved with this tribe. So you think it was a little bit more like he's newer, newer to the tribe. He's not necessarily like. He's... I mean, I feel like maybe by the time we meet this character, for our, our for our RP purposes, that they are not brand new to the tribe. Maybe they helped them discover at least one other tree. Well, they've had to help them discover a tree because they have this item. Mm-hmm. So maybe they took. Maybe this tribe found uh, this character randomly scurrying in the wild um with a wolf and the character identified the tribe as similar characteristically to the wolf pact that they found and then they were sent on a pilgrimage to find something they were told about their the lore of the tree and the stories behind it and all the the, all the mythos behind it and they actually ended up finding one. So now they're like, you're amazing. This is so good. We need you to help us find us more, blah, 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 blah. Um, and I think that's... I think they they found at least one a tree for this tribe. Okay. Maybe two. So so even through that, you're saying that potentially the wolf came before the tribe. That like maybe, in a way, they, they were saved by this wolf pack and they made this connection before they ever met the tribe. So their connection to Naomi is actually stronger than that to the Uthgard tribe. Yep. I, I would I like that better personally. So what I was going to say is kind of similar, but different. <laughs> in that I think so to the Feywild, there's different portals and ways to potentially get there that are usually all through somewhat natural causes. Yep, I've watched True Blood. 
Just kidding. That's such a bad comparison. <laughs> Not even close. Two weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row throwing shade at True Blood. All right. I'm here for it. That's also because two weeks in a row we've mentioned the Feywild. You know, I mean, Fey. Um, <laughs> I'm not sorry. Um, if you could see my face right now, listeners. What I was going to say is, I think the not the first tree, but the tree that they discovered before this one with the jade pawn. I think it was a long time ago. I think it was probably about 50 years ago or whatever. And in in curing and and healing that tree, it was actually a portal to the Feywild, and this Croyla was trapped in it. Croyla, in some way, from the Fey side of it got sucked into this evil and energy that was also then corrupting this tree on our side and when they save this tree he gets trapped on our side so he gets pulled away and doesn't know his family doesn't know what happened on that side just when they save this first tree or not necessarily the first tree for this tribe because i think i like to think that this tribe's been doing this for hundreds of years and they've kind of grown through different people and it's not a very common occurrence from to actually come across a tree they're always looking for them but they are so rare and sporadic that uh-huh yeah so I was kind of thinking the same thing that they found him out in the wild, but I think they find him younger and kind of raise him as this pilgrim, as someone to go out because they see that he has inherent connection to these trees as someone that was almost kind of birthed from one of these trees. And that's kind of then like, he almost now as the DM, that that connection says to me is, okay, well, if it's the same evil corrupting force that is doing all of these trees, maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but if it is, that would mean whoever got him caught in the trees is in some way responsible for him being here, not being mm-hmm. able to go to the Feywild, maybe in some way did this to his family or his, him in, on purpose. And again, this is all just DM kind of higher level thoughts that could be interesting things of like, oh, yeah, I did this specifically to your family. They lived on this Fey side of this tree. Or maybe this person is from the Feywild originally, and when they came through, they corrupted this tree, and maybe this person is related to croyla or, or something right like i think okay i think if the the way this tribe came to find croyla was through saving another tree that gives even more purpose for croyla to find these trees and then now find the person that corrupted this last one okay what are your thoughts uh my thoughts are what um i originally said <laughs> so Okay. I'm going to put it on you as the character builder to take what I have mentioned, what I thought works for you, yeah. and take with the things that you like that you have said and either find a middle yeah. and make a definitive choice or just roll with what you were feeling. I think those are our best options. Yeah. Okay. So I, I, I'm going to. Whatever you say from this point on is the answer to the question. Oh, jeez. It's so much pressure. We should just stop recording. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I like your. Your idea about the... I'm, I, I, I like that he's from the tree. I like that they found him in the tree and he doesn't know his family. So I, I like okay. that. Um, but I... Yeah. So I want to go with that. So he's definitely from the tree. So now the next question you need to answer is why is he from the tree? How did he get there? Was he born in the Feywild? Was the person who's doing all of this black magic? I mean, I personally like the idea that this, um, the person doing the black magic, maybe Croyla is this person's kid. <laughs> he got trapped into one of the trees that they corrupted, and now they're corrupting more trees, almost as a vengeance, and no longer as a yeah. Well, and so I don't know, power move or something like I that. I think that's something that could be again a fun thing for the DM, right? Like, hey, so if, if you're if someone wants to bring this character in. 
what is the relation to Croyla and this person that's doing all this corrupting evil magic to the wilderness? Is it that they're their father or mother or somewhat related? And if so, are they doing it in a vengeance way or are they doing it in that like, no, they've always been evil and sorry, you just got caught up in it and now you're in this tree and I, I didn't know you existed or, or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, or it could even just be they have a, a vendetta against this family. Maybe they because I think I think the main thing though for Croyla and for someone playing this character is you don't know your family. You you know Correct. the tribe. You you know them, and you you are, feel strongly towards them in the wilderness. And you got Naomi, and that's where your energy and your excitement comes from. And I, I think those revelations will alter your character in the future. However you feel they would for Croyla and, and, and yeah. in a strong way. So, okay, cool. Well, then let's say that. So let's say the last tree that they saved, Croyla was in it, or in saving it, that was kind of dropped from it. And then it's kind of almost like a, a somewhat poetic that then the next tree they save and the jade thing that falls from that, or they find there, Croyla then takes as his clue to go out into the world to try and find this corrupting force. It's their first real, you know, Okay. Profound. So, the, so, the, so the so the tribe saved a tree which produced Croyla, and then Croyla went out on a pilgrimage to find another tree, found it, they saved it, and that produced the jade piece. Yes. So Croyla's job okay. within the tribe is to go out into the world, try and find anything else about these trees. He finds one. He yep. then goes back to the tribe and brings them all to the tree. They then decorrupt it and do whatever they can um, to try and save it as best as possible. And then he goes back out. But this last time when he did that, the, this Jade now pawn has kind of sat with him and he wants, he, so he's now also has the side quest of finding out what that symbol is, where it goes to, who, whose is it, and at least asking them questions about what they know about the corrupting of these trees. Um, mm-hmm. And the one thing too, is that since the, he has the story that he ran 25 miles or whatever to stop the war in the clan, I think that's what inspires them to have let him go out and be a pilgrim, right? That mm-hmm. at some point maybe he, he showed this great endurance and came back and saved them from some imminent attack from, was it barbarians? Or approaching horde. Whoever. Yeah. Whoever. Um, just some horde coming at them. And so that, that's why they let him go out and be a pilgrim. Okay. Um, all right, cool. Um, so I would assume that He's in Podcastria just because it was the next big civilization. And he's like, they got symbols. <laughs> and yeah. he's just walking around with the, the pawn like, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> and just like trying to find. He's essentially playing the most elaborate and over-the-top version of the matchmaking game or a matching game where he's trying to just find the symbol that looks like the symbol on this pawn. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And, and again, another thing for the DM. Bahamut, save me. <laughs> Another thing for the DM is this symbol could be nothing. It could just be like, no, it was, what the fuck? Like, no, the symbol is just a random pawn set. And like, what does that do to him to just crumble all of his hopes of like, well, this is what I was looking for. Like I said, it has to go back to just protecting trees now. Like, it could be whatever. So, yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm saying he's in Podcastria. So. Okay. Sweet, dude. All right. So, are you, do you think that you are ready to play Croyla? I mean, I could use a LaCroix to help me with the head buzz I currently have. But yeah, other than that, I'm good. LaCroix sucks. LaCroix, don't ever try and sponsor us. Eat a dick. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. If I would have known what naming my character would have led to, I might have made different decisions. (laughs) 
We don't have time to get into your opinions on sparkling water. <laughs> it's not just sparkling water. It's LaCroix specifically. Oof. Okay. Um. Wow. Jeez. It's flavorless, dude. Oh. Yes, I'm ready. I think I'm ready <laughs> to play. Um, to be fair, LaCroix, if you offer me enough money, I'll change my opinion. <laughs> Sell out. Sell <laughs> That's fine. No. Okay. I'm just kidding. Um, Alright, yeah, so let's let's uh let's figure out what we're gonna be doing here in the Senior Tavern. We find ourselves once again in the Seedy Tavern, the place where all magic and adventure originates. It is the OG of places to be. Dr. Seuss. <laughs> Inside, we have a bar. There are tables, uh, you know, placed about. And it's, it's, um, it's a little busier than normal. It's not packed. You know, there's not, you know, a row of people waiting to order a drink. The, there's places where people can come and sit. But everyone that is an employee there definitely has something that they could be doing. Um, any spare time they give to a customer is definitely in hopes of in receiving a greater tip. Um, they don't have much downtime. So you walk in to the CD Tavern. Uh, there is a brand new immaculate uh, landing right at the bottom of the staircase where the wood does not match the rest of the wood. Um, so there's been some construction there. And there is a dwarf kind of pacing. I wouldn't say pacing. He's just he's he's hustling and bustling behind the bar, slinging drinks, making sure the servers have what they need, making sure the guests have what they need, bantering with other guests, the the locals and the regulars, um, and just overall, it's kind of scattered. Just can't really pay mind to any one person for too long. And then um, this elf walks into the bar. And uh, walks in almost like you would imagine, like, fucking uh, Spider-Man 3 dancing in the streets, whatever the hell his name is. I forget his real name. Tobey Maguire? <laughs> Tobey Maguire. You walk in like Tobey Maguire and Spider-Man 3, and you're just having a gay old time and just living it up. I would say he and throws the doors open. Throws them open? Boom. Okay. I'm busy enough where I don't notice. Regardless, you are now here. What do you do? Yes. So the doors are thrown open, and you see Croyla, the six foot one tall, very blonde, greenish hue to the skin, walks in, and his clothing it looks like it's all made of like a, a very fine leather. But then he also has like a fanny pack of a sort that it looks like it's made out of leaves and leather wrapped around one another, and it has like a, okay. a pouch on it. It's off to the side, and he has a bow on his back and then he has Naomi by his side who is a rather large wolf that is not not feral looking but definitely not like a dog of the streets like it's it's a wolf that comes up to about his waist that is just pure white with very bright blue vibrant eyes and he kind of just so as you wa- yeah. as as you as you throw the doors open open and walk in with your wolf this server kind of looks at you, comes over to what is like a podium or a host stand and just comes up and goes, she's, she's a, she's a bigger human woman. Uh, she's definitely the, you know, the Karen of the restaurant. She's worked there for, she's a lifer. She's never leaving this bar. And she goes, ah, sit wherever you want. And I'll be with you in a moment. 
Oh, all right. Well, thank you for that. I will. Uh... And then she hustles. And then she waddles away. Naomi, did you see her? She was quite. Is everyone here going to be that large? I don't know. All right. Well, uh, let's go over to where all the other people are sitting up at the little uh, center place where there's a. Uh... Looks like those stools are fun. And so he makes his way over to uh, the the bar and just sits down and kind of pulls one of the stools out. And you see Naomi just kind of hop up on it like a show dog and then just kind of sit at the stool next to him at the bar. Okay, so Naomi is perched up on a stool next, uh, a stool yes. next to him. Sitting very proper. Okay. Oh, well. So the... The bartender's hustling and uh, you know making jokes with the locals. It's like, <laughs> yes, I remember that. And then you know just trying to get to you as soon as I'll be right with you to, to get to you as soon as they can. Um, and finally, they get over to you. Uh, you know they seem like they're having a good time. They're busy. They're not upset. Um, they're like, well, what can I do for you? Well, hello. Yes. Oh, you look quite quite jovial. Uh, what was the what what what, uh, what was the joke going on over there? Uh, that's. Uh, I mean, I feel like I'd have to. I feel like once you explain a joke, it no longer becomes funny. I'm not. I didn't. Uh, what can, can I do anything for you? Oh, well, I'm sure you can. Of course, you look like a very capable person. Um, I am. Well, do you have water or something to drink? We've actually just come into town. This is the first place. You know, you're right by the front. You're just right when you walk in. This is like the first thing that you see. If you want water, you can go stick your head in the horse trough. Is that the dirty muck of water out front? I don't know. Yep. What can I... In here, we serve whiskey. And I reach down under the counter, and I pour up a shot, and I put up an empty shot glass, and I pull out a bottle of whiskey, and I uncork it, and I pour the whiskey into the shot glass, and it overflows a little bit, and as it hits the wood, a little bit of smoke comes up. Oh, well, I don't know if I've ever had something like that before, but, uh, sure, can I get one of those and one from Naomi as well? Uh, listen, so... You've never had one before. My first suggestion to you is that you take it low and slow, as they say. Just sip on it and respect it. Ah, no. And then he grabs it and just throws it back. It's a small enough. All right. He throws it back and goes, it's a small enough. (laughs) 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 You guys see this? Look at him. And all of a sudden, me me and like six other people are like. (laughs) 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 Tried to warn you. Why is everything hot? Everything is very hot. Oh my god! <laughs> well, did you just that poison? Did you just try and poison me? I mean, it's uh, some people's poison of choice. It ain't gonna kill you, but it. Uh, oh. What you're what you're feeling is normal. Normal uh, people do this on purpose. This feels like it was a trick. And I mean, granted, I'm all for a good prank, but I don't understand the punchline of this one. It makes you feel good. Just give it a moment. Uh, Secondly, you've ignored my first piece of advice that I gave you, but this one will not be ignored. Uh, I am not giving drink to your creature. My creature? Do you mean Naomi here? Well, she is not just a creature. She is the finest lady in all the land. Do you not look at her? Look at her. Yes, I can see that she is perched up. I'm looking right at her. She looks like she is well-behaved, but I'm not giving her alcohol. If she was not, let me tell you something. I'm talking. Naomi, I'm sorry that we've come to such an uncivilized place where they will not treat you like any other being in here. Um, 
listen here, you. I'm not going to be insulted in my establishment if, 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 if oh, listen, you are lucky that I'm not making you take that thing to the stables. It is huh. sitting here politely and quietly, so therefore it can stay, but it is not being served drink. Well, I do not, I don't know how you think I offended you when you're the one treating Naomi here like she is any other sort of beast. It's a wolf. Granted, I see you have it trained. It can probably do some cool tricks, like play dead. Tricks. But it's not drinking what you just consumed. Oh, no, I wouldn't want it to drink that poison. It's still, I feel it's warming That's me. That's all I have to offer. If, uh, what'd you call it? If, uh, if Numani wants something to drink, they can go out to the horse trial and drink like the beasts. I would never have her drink from that muck. Then filter it. I don't know what to tell you, but I've got nothing for a creature to offer. Well, what of food? Is there anything I could potentially order for us to eat for sustenance here, or would that also burn me in my gullet? I mean, the the dry rub we put on our ribs is quite exceptional. Uh, it depends on your tolerance for spices. Well... My favorite spice is the one of life. So, why don't we have two of those orders of your spiciest ribs, then? Cool. Ribs covered in blood. Spice of life. Got it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Blood? I'll get you an order of ribs. You want a whole slab or a half slab? I don't... I don't... I don't uh, what are the ribs from? What animal? I don't know. You don't know? Owlbear. Pig. They're pig ribs. They're pork ribs. And when was it caught? I don't know. We keep them in a freezer. Wait, you keep the pigs in a freezer? No, the ribs. Listen, either you're going to eat what I give you or you're not going to eat understand. it all. Do you want the ribs or no? How did you catch the pigs to get it in a freezer? That's not my job to know. I buy the ribs from a food producer. Wait, this doesn't seem right at all. This is not fresh meat, then? You don't I mean, hunt for it yourself? To feed no, everyone. this is that's not how establishments of my size work. There is a middleman who catches the food and then sells it to me, and then I sell it to you. Well, this man in the middle, then, I think should be the one I should be talking to about this. I don't want to just eat any beast, potentially, from any part of the world. There are places where... This man in the middle does not work here. They are gone. They only come when I call, when I need more food. How'd... You're going to eat these ribs. You're going to eat nothing at all. Well, I, I assure you they're of good quality. I, 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 I mean, I, I'm willing to, to, to try it, but I mean, it, just, it doesn't sound like it's going to be as good as potentially something you caught yourself. Listen, they're good. All right. So, so fine. Is that what you want? A whole, just, whole or half? Yes. I don't know what... Whole it is. All right. Upcharge. Naomi, I don't understand. They seem to... I don't... So... Naomi, they... I don't get where they go. So he's saying that there's this other man that potentially... Like, I'm assuming it's like a hunter or maybe like the gatherer of the large tribe here that goes out and potentially then brings back these boars and I guess they freeze them. But I don't, I don't understand how that would potentially work because otherwise... Why not just eat the meat right away? There's enough people here. There's plenty of people in this this lodge. This little gnome taps you on the shoulder, oh. who's sitting next to you. Oh, well, hello, little one. 
I can't help but listen to your conversation and hear you uh, listen and just complain. Oh, what do you mean complain? The CD Tavern is a. Is, I love this place. This place is awesome. The food is good, and just ex, uh, where are you not from here? Why are you complaining about the way things oh, are done? This no, is very no, no, common no, for I, other taverns. I'm sorry. No, I don't mean to offend you at all. No, I'm not complaining. I'm simply trying to understand how all of this works. I don't. My. I'm just simply talking to my friend here about. We're. We're. No. 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 no we're not from this. The whole. The the city stuff is rather. No, I mean, what would we say? Would we say uncomfortable? It's not necessarily it's wrong. It's just different, right? And so we're trying to just understand it. I'm I'm in town looking for something, and well, I've just this is the largest place I've ever been. I'm usually used to camping out in the wilderness with uh, the pact or the tribe. You look like you could use another drink. I asked. so I the gnome the gnome hops up on the bar and reaches over the back and goes, "I know the owner. It's cool." And grabs a okay. bottle and two other shot glasses and pours each of you a drink, and sl- uh, uh, one for himself and one for you, and holds it up oh. with expectation. Well, is there anything else back there besides that fire water? Nope. Did Cheers. You, you... You gonna, are you going to leave me hanging? It's quite rude. You're hanging? You look like you're standing just fine. Clink my glass with your glass. All right. Clink. Clink. Now, shoot. And I shoot... The whiskey, un, uh, un, uh, I don't make a face. I'm trying to think of the fancy word to say that. Unaffected. I just shoot it straight up, done, it's over. Uh, Croyla slowly puts it to his lips and then just kind of, all right, and just throws it back. <laughs> you know, it's not, huh, it's not as, um, you taste the honey? Is that what that is? I was say it doesn't taste as um, fiery got a, the second time. It's got a honey honey aftertaste. Ah, ah. A little smoky, a little tobacco. Ah. <clears throat> what does this do for you? Because I still feel rather thirsty after having that. The more, honestly, the more I drink of these, the more that that muck outside honestly might be good. I, I, just, it, I, I don't understand what it does. Oh, my arms are so loose. He just starts. The bartender <laughs> comes back. The bartender comes back and goes, "Uh, here's your ribs." Oh, uh, thank, thank you. Uh, those. Is there anything else that I can help you with? Um. Well, uh, there's just is this just one order. There's just one. Just what? One one thing of ribs. This is a full slab of ribs. Yes. I also well, I also needed some for my friend. Then split it. A half slab is typically enough for one person, oh. and based how on your based on your reaction to the whiskey, I'd imagine a half slab will do just fine for you. All right, Give well, him the other half. Whoa, it's a lady, thank you. This is Whatever. Lady Naomi. Give Numani the other half. I've said her name several times now, and I do not like that you are disrespecting her. No, I don't care. It's a beast. Like I said, you're lucky I didn't make you lock her in the stables for you to be in here. Naomi, cover your ears. You, sir, are the only beast I've come across in this whole establishment. I am no beast. I'm just the bartender trying to, you know, make sure everyone's fed and drank. Well, you could do it with a little bit of spunk, you know. I've got spunk. These people love me, don't you? And the gnome goes, he's great. Well, I don't think your energy is the right kind of energy. 
Listen, do you, I've got other people to attend to. I don't know if you can tell this place is kind of busy. Is there anything else that you need from me? I'll let you know after I try some of these ribs. And I've been enjoying talking here to this gnome. So, no, I think I will be fine with Naomi. And I'm sorry, gnome, I didn't catch your name. My name? No, 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 I don't care about you, angry dwarven man behind the counter. I'm talking to my best friend here, the gnome. I'm the owner of this place. My name's Terrence. Oh, I thought you said you knew the owner. I didn't realize you were the owner. Well, I do. I know me quite well. <laughs> I see what you did there. That's, that's a clever one. That is quite funny. Uh, no, then you can go. And he just shoes his hand at the dwarf behind the bar. I don't appreciate that and walk away. All right. Uh, he takes the he takes out a big knife actually from his side and then starts cutting the half of the slab of ribs and then kind of like slides the plate over that they came on to Naomi, who then starts licking them and then just starts digging into the ribs on the counter while he then holds his uh, without a plate. <laughs> hum. Well, uh, uh, this is quite the nice establishment then you have here. Uh, what? Did you... I'm sorry, I might have missed your name. I'm having a hard time remembering things in the past few seconds. My name is Terrence, and thank you. We've put a lot of effort into this place, and some people like to, you know, mistreat it, but uh, it's a good place that I call home. Well, it is definitely an establishment, and I think as far as places I have been, this is rather nice, it is rather large. I just... I, I hope you don't think I was disrespecting it in any way. I just... Some people don't. What I mean by disrespecting is like putting holes in the ground. You have yet to do that, so you are welcome here. Holes in the ground. Well, what does the purpose? Yeah, that's a long story. Oh. What brings you here, traveler? I I can definitely tell you're not from here. Oh no no no, not at all. And he starts eating into the ribs like very delicately, <laughs> and trying to like eat them without getting any sauce on his face. Yep, I can definitely <laughs> tell you're not from here. Well, I um. I am on a, I don't know if I would call it a mission, more of an investigation, or kind of just out and about looking, well, usually I'm looking for trees, um, but now, uh, I've, I've recently, we've had a rather large success uh, in, in the tribe where we've found a tree, and now, well, we're on a little bit of, not necessarily a break, but people are kind of uh, taking a little bit of time to enjoy the success that we have had, and so I thought maybe it would be time for a little bit of a side thing, I guess. Uh, the last time when we found a tree, I found, well, this, and he pulls out the little jade pawn, puts it on the counter, and I don't quite understand what it is, but it looks like it has some sort of symbol on it, as well as it might be some sort of symbol of... I cut you, I grab it, and I bring it into myself, whoa, 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 and, I like, and I kind of look at it like um, like I'm trying to read a note in secret. I've got it close to my body, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, where did you find this? Well, I found it out... Those trees I was telling you about, the trees to the the grandfather, the old father, the father of nature. The, there's a lot of different names for him, really. Um, Shh. You're telling me that you found a ghost tree? Yes, that is what we refer to them as. How did you come to find one? Oh. And it gave you this? I mean, I don't know if it really gave it to me. It was more of just we found it after helping heal it and bring it back to its truest form. It needed to be healed? Oh, yes. There are several. These 
what do you know of ghost trees? I've never really met anyone in a civilized manner that understands their true power. Listen, when it comes to owning a bar, you hear a lot of stories. Some of them I be- some of them I buy into, and others I don't. However, a lot of people have been talking about an imbalance in the world as of late. And they have mentioned that it is due to an imbalance in nature. Mm. We are all products of nature. Would you not agree? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I would not even. I would go even to say we all are nature. We all just try and extend ourselves from that to the point where we don't feel like we're controlled by it anymore. When really, that is the most powerful thing, and we are really at its mercy. Yes, exactly. And lately, people have been saying that they feel off. There's. Uh, there's been more crime. There has been an um, uprising in thieves' guilds, and a lot more bad seems to be happening than good on a grand scale and on a minute scale. And there's a certain group of people who believe that this is a result of the ghost trees succumbing to some type of evil that is associated with this symbol right here on this pawn that you have shown me. So you've seen the similar than before? I have not actually seen it in person. I've never seen it engraved into anything like I, ha- like I am right now. But I have seen it described. I have seen it drawn. And I have seen it almost worshipped. Well, this looks like it is some sort of totem or like uh, some sort of statuette or something like that. Potentially that was part listen, of some ritual. Listen, I can, I can feel your enthusiasm, but I need you to keep your voice down right now. I don't know. I can do that. You're telling me the thing that I have been looking for. You potentially can help me with. I can only tell you the stories that I know. I don't leave this bar. It is my life's work. Are you trapped So I've here? never been out. What? Are you trapped? Do you need help? I could leave if I wanted to, but this is all I've ever... This is my dream. Listen, that's not important right now. I could leave if I wanted to. Is all you need to know. Okay, so there's but no like, evil gone. curse or something? Like this. There is no evil here. Blink twice if you can't tell me that there's an evil curse. I stare at you. How long can you not blink for? I don't know if this is... I think you're good. Forever. For... Ooh. Wow. Listen. <laughs> Listen, you're, you're derailing me so hard. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not trying um, to derail you at all. Oh, God. <laughs> um, I can only tell you the stories that I've heard associated with this symbol I have not seen it or found it myself but maybe I can point you in the right direction I would very much appreciate that that would be well, well, quick he's holding the ribs still by like the bones like in, in his hands so he doesn't get any signs just, just sets them down and just kind of like brushes the saucer that, that would be and he now gets very animated with his hand motions <laughs> that would be Lovely. And, um, I, 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 anything that I could do then to repay you for, for this, Naomi and I, and then he turns over to Naomi, who has finished the ribs. The ribs are now on her plate. She's just licking the bones and kind of chewing on them. Would, would be grateful. We, we only want to be in town as long as we have to. And if you can, I mean, we just got here. And if you could just point us in the right direction. Oh, oh, my tree. That would be great. You, uh, you're a lot. I'm just going to tell you that right now. What you, a lot of what? Just, just, you're a lot to deal with, and I need you to just bring it down. Just, well, just, I, just I, tone it back. I, I'm only as, as high as the stools are. I don't know how much more down I can, I, do you want me to sit on the floor? Actually, hang on. 
now that we've been talking this long and I've been having some of these ribs, I am a little bit more parched. And so he reaches over the bar himself and grabs the, uh, the bottle of, of whiskey and kind of sets it down and goes, you know, I didn't like this at first, but with the ribs and the little bit of the taste that was left from that and a little bit of this, I think we should have some more. I think we should, too. And I pour us two more shots, and I raise my glass up. Well, here is the story time. Hmm? Yeah? It's a story time. And he clinks the glass with Terrence. And I sh- I sh- we throw it back. And then he slams it down. And then I tell you a grand story of the tree ghosts and what I know about them. And I tell you that uh, a, a group of adventurers just recently, just yesterday, left town also searching for a magic that was associated with this symbol. And I suggest you that you try to catch up with them. Story time! They're about a day's ahead. <laughs> you can probably, you and your companion can probably find them. Uh, That's what I tell you. Yeah. And, and, and then at the end of that story, after a few more shots, Croyla and Naomi sprint out of the bar. <laughs> and for, uh, for a creature who took their sh- first shots like a little bitch, they sure like to overdrink. <laughs> and see. And scene. <laughs> oh. I feel like out of all the RP that we've done, we got the least amount accomplished in this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's where it's like, I wasn't trying, like, his level of energy is like, he's he's not very goal-oriented. He's not very, he is, he is joy-oriented. He is fun. Yeah, that makes sense. And like, just kind of, woo! <laughs> and like, um, yeah, I mean, the introducing of drinking definitely then leads leads to that like i'd assume that he'd had maybe some kind of like meat or wines or something out from in in the wilderness but like nothing that burned quite like that so yeah oh for sure yeah also i want to let you know because i know you don't know but maybe there's someone out there that picked up on it i quoted back to the future three proud of myself what you're a lot which i quoted back to the future three i'm trying to guess what quote it was when I told you to drink from the horse trowel, in here we serve whiskey, and he gives he gives Michael J. Fox a shot of whiskey and over pours over pours it and it falls on the bar and smoke rises up. Are you proud of yourself? I am so proud. <laughs> we're gonna get copyright strike for that, no. dude. No, we're not. It's no, fine. fuck Back to the Future. Well, don't Whoa, not fuck Back to geez, the Future. Geez, so many but... hot takes. No. Um. I uh, hashtag I stand with Crispin Glover. That's the writer, dude. Right? Got, no, Crispin Glover's the actor that got um, that sued Back to the Future. Okay, we we have to have another podcast that is just side stories that we come up with in this podcast because we don't have time to go into that. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think I had a lot of fun playing Croyla, like the energy and just the like kind of over the topness. But like he, this is a maybe it's just me, but like he's a derailing character. He is a character. Which you're so fucking good at doing, and it makes me so mad. <laughs> like, dude, I gave you with open arms, like, nine opportunities to progress our RP, yeah. and you're like, no, I'm not ready yet. And it's like, God damn it. <laughs> you're like, please take a step forward. I'm like, I want to step as far to each side of this as I can first, and then get some room. <laughs> it's the fucking worst. 
God, it's the worst. Imagine being a DM with that. Oh. <laughs> yep. Um, That's why Robbie hates you. Oh, I know. And, and yeah, but, like, I think this character, like I said, that level of energy and, like, he's a very emotional character. And what I, what would excite me about playing Croyla is the long-termness of it, of getting to a point where I think you would want to set up some kind of system with your DM of how you change seasons when that does happen. Because I think it will be a dramatic switch. And I think that's what's always fun with characters is to have some sort of goal or have something that happens to this character that allows you to find something new about about them that you can then focus on because it can yeah. get very samey and very like oh this and this and this and this and every week we're doing this because sometimes over the course of a month where you've played how many ever sessions in a month it could only be a day or two within the actual world right like a lot yeah. like not a lot can happen so it's like i think if you have those goals you're working towards and if you set that up in the beginning with like hey you know if this happens within the story, you can then switch seasons, and then maybe you look and you change the personality traits, because I think that's kind of the fun of this race and sub-race within it, is that it is built into it to have those personality traits and flaws switch. Right now, he's very naive, very young, very excited, but as life goes on, they become less naive, I would imagine. And, Mm -hmm. yeah. It's also also important from uh, being a player, like... Like we say at the beginning of every episode that we have, Jake and I are very role-playing and storytelling orientated. So I'm also going to assume that you, the listener, are also looking for ways to get better at your role-playing and telling stories as a player. So just always be open to what is happening in your world. And always ask yourself, even if you're not directly a part of a conflict, but if you witness a conflict, ask yourself, how would this affect my character? Always be asking yourself, how would this moment, this thing that I saw, this thing that I did, this mm-hmm. thing that I said, how is that going to affect my character? And that maybe you can use that as your driving force to figure out if your season has changed. Maybe you saw yeah. something terrible, and mm-hmm. now you have to go into the winter season. Yeah. Well, and that's you wake up the next day and you're depressed, so you're winter. Yeah. You know, whatever. And and that's and that's what's part of this class is it says that you every night can switch, is is yeah. what it essentially. I like, and that's where it's like I I think for me that's too like willy nilly and like it can just be whenever and but that if you want to play a more sporadic all over the place uh, um almost kind of multi-personality character yeah, split person yeah. yeah or it's even almost it's close to like bipolar right and that you just can switch in like a very aggressive like kind of way of like events that happen to you if you want to do mm-hmm. that you can and there's nothing wrong with that that could be fun um or it could be extremely traumatizing like it can be in real life but I think how I would like to play this character personally is that it's it's the seasons of his life, and those mm-hmm. things kind of slowly change when there is a large monument type thing. But to your point, be looking for it. Don't 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 yeah. be so rigid in how you want this character to be all the time. Like some of my favorite. Also, also hop on Netflix and watch uh, the final season of Gilmore Girls. <clears throat> what? What? <laughs> Why? Because I'm. <laughs> I'm sorry. Terrible joke. This, remember, you know, Gilmore Girls was brought back to life? I, I remember it because What's-Her-Face didn't want to do it. It's, oh, yeah. Melissa McCarthy yes, or whatever? Yeah. yeah. Um, each episode is representative of a season. That's all you need to know. That was a joke. There's four episodes, summer, winter, spring. I don't know at what time stamp or time this joke started, but we can cut it. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> no, it's fine. Whatever. Okay, yes, to your point. Sure. That no. that could possibly be a thing, I, and and that's what I think. I I think we do that with all of our characters. We try and find 
what potentially could be a big tent pole in the future, right? So much of this is us building the tent poles that are, are giving this character the definition now. But I think what is the most exciting a part of any character we build is the possibility of what the large tent poles in the future are that happens. Because yeah, the, the tent poles that you, the listener, can find. Because in D and D, it's not a set story. It's you're figuring out as you're going. You're moving forward, and that's what makes it fun. Is that it's everlasting. It's always changing. It's an everlasting gobstopper. Ever changing the flavor changes of the gobstopper, right? Like, and and I think if you feel bored with the character, the urge is often to well, I'm just going to make a new one, whatever, kill it and find something else. I I would nope. say no, fight that, encourage finding the next big thing that changed your character because yep, Eldritch Rag, one of your NPCs, <laughs> do whatever you got to do to to find the motivation to move on it, and it, do something exciting. It's because not only does it make that character more interesting, it, you, you'll find that in yourself, I think as a role player and as a, as a storyteller really, you grow and you, you, you find ways to overcome the mundane and the boringness of potentially what you might feel stuck in. And yeah, and yeah so that's what I would encourage you guys uh, to kind of do with this. But that's, that's all I got for Croyla. Do you got anything else? That's a wrap on Croyla. Nice. Um, all right, cool. Well, then we're in the outro. Um, now this is the end. It is over. Um, you don't have to go home, but you guys can't stay here. So, I don't know. Yeah, you just can't stay. <laughs> I love how we rip off a song every time. I almost sang It's the End of the World again, but I realized I know I did that last time. Um, so. But before you guys do leave and forget about us and go on with the rest of your exciting lives, please let us know what you thought of Croyla and Naomi. Um you guys can reach out to us uh, at our email, which is rngpcpodcast at gmail.com, or at our Twitter, which is at rng underscore pc. That's also our Instagram and our Facebook. Um, yeah, let us know what you think. If you want to share what you would do differently, if you want to share what perfect stats would be for this, or if you want to share art for this, that would be amazing. We're, we're now starting, since we are live, and this is our celebration episode, and, you know, it is what it is. Um we are wanting to get art that we put up with each episode that we can show yes. like this is what this character looks like and i would love to have a, all sorts of varieties of different types of art to go along with this and anything that yep. you send our way we would definitely share and repost and re-put out there and and help amplify you if, if, if so yeah yep i yep absolutely if you were to if you were to send us artwork and you gave us permission your artwork could easily become the title the title cards for our episodes and uh we would be absolutely honored to have someone feel passionate enough about one of our characters to do that yeah. so we highly encourage you to use your artistic abilities because Jake and I have none whoa i have a little it's just not in that area um yeah you have graphic design artistic abilities but if you were to draw something from scratch no, i'd give it a 4 out of 10 there's videos of it online um and Yes, so if there's an episode even currently that doesn't have a character art description for it, that's because we haven't gotten anything for it yet. Send us something, and we'll put it up there. <laughs> so yes. send it to us on e uh, via email, or tweet it at us, or message us on Facebook. However, you you know what? Even a carrier pigeon. You want to send us a carrier pigeon? Just whisper to it in its ear, to Jake and Nathan of RNGPC, go, and let it fly away. It might find us. It might get hit by a plane. We don't know. <laughs> but either way, just put it out there, and... I trust the universe enough. <laughs> also, also, if you like what you're listening to and you appreciate us enough, 
One of the best ways that you can help us with minimal effort is to rate and review us on your preferred listening podcast platform. Yes. Give us a five-star review on iTunes, Spotify, or whatever uh, platform you're listening to us on. Leave us a review, and we will greatly, greatly appreciate it. And this is – this is the, I'm, I'm going to throw an audible at you here. I think it might be fun that now that we are live and now that people can start rating and reviewing us, and granted this will be a little delayed – I would love to start reading out reviews at the end. So if you have a funny joke <laughs> or something that you would like to write in yeah. the reviews and you think would be embarrassing for us to say and think we won't say, do it. Write it. Write it in the review and we'll say it and we'll read your review here at the very end of the episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's going to be how we grow and how we are able to, to continue to get better at this and help entertain you better because that's what we're yep. we're trying to entertain ourselves and hopefully a little bit of that is also entertaining to you um but yeah so we're excited to see what you guys might do with Croyla. feel free to pick up the character sheet also that will be at any of our social media channels um take it out into your campaign or do a one-off with them and let us know what him and naomi get up to but other than that that's pretty much it for this week you got anything else nate that's all that we got, man. I, I'm good. All right. Well, thank you for sticking around for this little bit longer episode and dealing with our slightly tipsy asses as we celebrate <laughs> actually officially being a podcast. Um, and other than that, guys, just keep rolling and keep playing. We will see you next week, folks. Thank you very much.